2: In touch with technology with tech stuff from howstuffworks.com.
1: Hi there, kids, and welcome to tech stuff. My name is Chris Paulette, and I am an editor at howstuffworks.com. But you may have known that already. Sitting across from me, as usual, is senior writer Jonathan Strickland. Hey there, you might have also known that already.
0: So, um, Chris, uh, tell me if you recognize this
1: quote. Okay, Jonathan. You,
0: you may not. You may not. It's a. It's 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 one that I've seen bandied about a bit since uh, we started talking about this topic. But Stop here Bandying we go. inventions reach their limit long ago, and I see no hope for further development. Um, it, it is not the patent office. Okay, which is the other famous one.
1: Yeah, that that is a uh a funny, funny quote.
0: This is Julius Frontinus of the first century AD, a Roman engineer who worked in water uh the management essentially, is back in the back in the day, which was a Thursday. Um he uh <laughs> I'm
1: sorry, I almost didn't notice that <laughs> Ah.
0: he uh so yeah, he said back then, like inventions had reached their limit, and, and that's it we are we have gone about as fur as we could go as uh people in Oklahoma would say, and it
1: was a fur piece, and
0: I'm talking about Oklahoma, the musical, not the state, right, but it's okay uh the he yeah, he said that that was, they, we humans had reached the peak of ingenuity. He's not the first person to say that. He's not the last person to say that. Another very famous quote that's been bandied about recently, again, more bandying, was from uh, Charles H. Dwell, who was the commissioner of the U.S. Office of Patents in 1899, so just before the turn of the century. He said, famously,
1: everything that can be invented has been invented yeah he submitted that was' in his resignation yeah i'm I'm resigning as head of the patent office because it's all it's all been done
0: yeah we're done, yeah it's just a bare naked lady song now
1: we're done and, <laughs> I'd and like to hand him I don't know um let's let's think of something obsolete already like uh you know eight track tapes yeah right hey, yeah check take, this out take a
0: look at this mm-hmm. and this
1: this Ooh, is something is that? that this is something
0: we don't use anymore um Unless you're you can our, have it unless you're in my dad's car, so yeah, Ooh. the no, I'm just kidding, just kidding, yeah, that, that player hasn't worked for years. so uh, yeah, the, the two quotes of people famously saying that we have reached the level of of uh, ingenuity that we are capable of reaching, and nothing beyond that is within our grasp, and we should just settle down and and make ourselves at home. The reason why I bring those up is because w- the topic we're talking about today, uh, is the whole reason we're talking about it is because of a, a discussion that happened online on Facebook of all places.
1: On uh, Facebook?
0: On Facebook. And it was uh, uh, started by a guy named David Sachs, who was f- a founder of Yammer. Yammer uh, is this. Uh, yum, 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 it's, it's an enterprise social network. So a social network meant for businesses. And um, he. Very popular. Business social network. He founded it and then s- sold it in mm-hmm. June of 2012 to Microsoft for 1.2 billion with a B dollars. That is a princely sum. A princely sum indeed. You could buy a lot of pie with that princely sum. Mm, pie. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, uh, he, he created this company, sold it off to Microsoft. Well. The reason why we're talking about this is on Facebook, he posted, and here I'm going to read the full quote. I think Silicon Valley, as we know it, may be coming to an end. In order to create a successful new company, you have to find an idea that, one, has escaped the attention of the major Internet companies, which are better run than ever before. Two, is capable of being launched and proven out for around... Five million dollars, the typical seed plus series A investment, and three is protectable from the onslaught of those big companies once they figure out what you're on to, how many ideas like that are left. So he's essentially saying the environment that we now all live in is not conducive to a small, nimble startup coming out and challenging these big Goliath companies that are in the tech space. Um, and so saying that it's, it's getting increasingly difficult, if not impossible to make a successful company. Um, however, his question, how many ideas like that are left? Like how many, how many people can come up with an idea that's effective, that is going to capture people's imaginations to get support. And that has not already been thought of by one of these big companies. Uh, Well, a fellow by the name of Mark Andreessen answered that question and said –
1: Andreessen.
0: I know I know that name. Yeah. I'm sure it Netscaped you. Uh, He's So Andreessen said, an infinite number. Human creativity is limitless, which doesn't make it easy but does mean the opportunity is unending. So Andreessen saying, you can't put a cap on human ingenuity. Every time we've done that, people have proven that it was a premature statement and that there are always going to be people out there who come up with these great ideas. And, uh, and to say otherwise is not really being honest with yourself. Uh, and then there became this big discussion through lots with lots and lots of people. Uh, and uh bombarded <laughs> the Facebook page with about seven or eight comments in a row where he was making his points and refuting the points that Sachs had made. And it became a discussion between the two. So today we wanted to talk about Silicon Valley. Are its days numbered? Does it even make sense to refer to the industry in general as Silicon Valley now? Uh, and, and maybe – or are we all just arguing over semantics? Could we just – Agree that Silicon Valley kind of encapsulates the idea of the tech industry, and it doesn't really refer to a geographic region anymore. And once we get past that, is everything cool? Well, yeah. So let. I guess first we need to talk about what Silicon Valley is.
1: Yeah, it's yeah.
0: it's a place. So <laughs> Sil- Silicon Valley refers to a, a region in California where a lot of tech companies first got their start. Yeah. Big, big name tech companies.
1: Yeah, yeah. they uh <laughs> as it turns out, uh there's a a university out there called Stanford.
0: Yeah. A lot of uh, a lot of smarty pants out were there in Stanford.
1: Yeah, we've we've mentioned them many, 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 many times uh just simply because uh it's it's one of the places where uh technology folks um ended up going to school in the first place and then um they didn't really go far uh physically yeah. to start their companies. They went, yeah, I like it here. Yeah. So, Weather's nice. Yeah. Apart from the earthquakes. Yeah. <laughs> That's not really weather. Um <laughs> not was, here. The geologic formation is nice apart from the earthquakes. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean it's a it's a nice place to be. You're around a lot of other smart people and um you know even people who didn't necessarily go to Stanford. Uh plus know, uh, places like Cupertino. Yeah. Uh you know there are garages. Right? There are a lot of garages out there. Yeah, which- actually, that, that's
0: something we should talk about is that, you know, it is something of a trope to talk about Silicon Valley and getting your start in a garage, but, but several of them actually did. <laughs> if you've been listening to tech stuff for any length of time, you've actually heard us talk about some of these. HP started yeah. in a garage. Google and- started in a garage. Apple started in a garage uh Origin Systems Origin Games I should say mm-hmm. Origin Games started in a garage Richard Gary of course that was not in California that was in Texas but the
1: garage thing
0: yeah the garage thing was this you know this idea that there was a time and perhaps that time is now over but there was a time where an a an enterprising and innovative uh person or group of people could get together in a space like a garage Build a uh, a concept, turn it into reality, and make a viable business out of it. Not just a viable business, but potentially an empire. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard to describe Google as anything other than an empire at this point. At least as far as you know, web advertising goes, and and internet search as well, uh, and and making big roads into things like smartphone adoption and and other uh, areas of technology. Uh, that all started in you know. uh, building a few servers in a person's garage, and then it took off from there. Running a business is no cakewalk. There is a ton to keep track of. Employees to keep happy, spending to control, travel to plan, and on top of it all, nobody knows exactly what the future holds. Your finance team always has to be ready to change. Based on independent third-party data, number of devices varies by manufacturer. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required.
2: The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry.
3: your perfect home, sweet home.
1: Yeah, and that isn't that isn't really to um, to put down the rest of the technology world. Of course, um, there are famous other uh, areas where lots of tech companies have uh, gathered. Of course, uh, the Seattle area in Washington, sure. where, where Microsoft and, and Nintendo famously mm-hmm. have headquarters. Uh, places in Texas around Austin and Dallas, you know, TI and and Dell and all those guys are sure. down there. Uh, you know, there there's lots of tech innovation going on in other places. Uh- uh, around mit and massachusetts and harvard they're together um companies. places down here in atlanta where yep. georgia tech is the georgia institute of technology so and other and other countries
0: in the world too i oh, mean sure you know, there are, are companies in, in japan and in germany and and really any country you can you can you know, almost all of the countries have some sort of tech presence yeah. not all of them obviously
1: but many of them do israel has a strong tech community so that it's it's not that that uh, Silicon Valley is the be-all and end-all.
0: It is not the Omega and the Alpha or the Alpha and the Omega.
1: Right. However, it did have uh, a nifty name. Somebody decided to call it Silicon Valley because in the valley right there, there were lots of tech companies. And I think that, at <laughs> frankly, it's it's inadvertently a marketing thing. Yeah. So we, we think of tech coming from Silicon Valley.
0: Yeah, so – If you think of it as Silicon Valley the region, uh the actual region. You could you could argue that yes, the era of Silicon Valley, like new companies coming out of Silicon Valley, is if not over uh slowed to a crawl because you've got so many established companies there already. And frankly, something as practical as the amount of money it would take to rent a garage Has increased to the point where it is prohibitively expensive for a new company that doesn't have any money.
1: So yeah, if, if you, if you uh, permit me an analogy, sure. Um, it sort of reminds me of a a want uh, a, a an up and coming actor moving to Los Angeles or New York City or New York City. Well, I was gonna to say to break into movies, okay, or uh, TV, yeah. um to New York City or Broadway. At your, uh, you know, what I'm gonna go up there and I'm gonna get a job if I can make it there. I'll and, make it anyway. And I'm gonna, you know, stake out a famous director's house, or I'm gonna be <laughs> this never works by on the way. corner cafe because I know so and so was discovered there. Really? Um, yeah. And I- you know, okay, so I'm gonna to move to Silicon Valley and I'm gonna start a brand new tech company with this idea I've got it doesn't doesn't always work like that
0: yeah so if we if we think of Silicon Valley as like that that physical place then uh, I guess you could argue maybe that, that yeah maybe maybe that era is over uh, but if you're looking at Silicon Valley more as a general term for the technology industry yeah and the idea of small nimble companies starting up and really making a go at it and and Becoming these big companies later on, like, like the Googles and the Amazons and the Apples out there and the HPs. Um, I think it might be a little premature to call that. Now, to be fair to Sachs, he did later, uh, go and, and elaborate upon his point because this was a Facebook
1: status that yeah. he posted. Mm-hmm. And
0: it wasn't, it wasn't an article for a magazine or a newspaper. No, no, no uh-uh. um,
1: And I think it was more of a thing he was mulling over in his head.
0: And and maybe we should also be fair. All right, so let's let's think about this for a second. His company had just earlier in the summer been bought by Microsoft. Yeah. Right. So he had the experience of building a company up, and seeing him seeing that company go up against some really established big companies, and he saw that the the opportunities for his company to succeed on its own were limited mm-hmm. and that it was going to be a very difficult road if he chose to keep his company his own and not to sell to anyone. It would be really hard to make a success story out of it because of the competition he faced against these monolithic companies. Mm-hmm. And he has a point. If you come up with an idea that's really, really uh, innovative and is uh, is popular mm-hmm. then it's only a matter of time before one of these other big companies makes a go at that same space right you know they might not be copying your idea you know exactly but they may be aiming for the same general target that you're aiming for and then they these companies have way more resources than you do yeah. so it may just be a matter of time before they end up you know wiping you out And so his point is saying, Uh, yeah, you don't, you know, look at my experience. Like I, I sold to Microsoft. So there's some critics who have said that he, he's taking too narrow a view because of his own personal experience with this situation. And in fact, I would argue that there are success stories, relative success stories out there that contradict what he said, uh, in the sense of think about Twitter. Mm -hmm. Twitter is the, the short messaging version of, Social networks that is popular. Well, it's not the only one that was out there, and no. and some of them were backed by big companies. Google had Jaiku, mm-hmm. which was very similar to Twitter, which they acquired. Yeah, they acquired Jaiku. They bought Jaiku, and you. But you, there you go. You've got Jaiku that was again a a smaller competitor first, and then bought by Google. They suddenly had the the power of Google behind them, but that that went away. Twitter became the, the place everyone went to. So, you know, it is possible, I think, for a company to do this. Because if they do it well, there's no guarantee that a giant company is going to do it well. They might be able to throw a lot of money at it, but it doesn't mean that their product is going to be compelling enough to convince people to use it versus some startups company, uh, startup product.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, why bother starting something like Facebook when you've already got Friendster?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean that. Those are good arguments, though. I mean, granted, Facebook's at a level that Friendster never was. But, but the point being, but MySpace, MySpace was yeah. was dominating for the longest time, and people couldn't even imagine someone dethroning MySpace from the social uh, uh, network scene, and then Facebook did it, mm-hmm. and handily. Yeah, <laughs> as it turns out, running a business is no cakewalk. Based on independent third-party data, number of devices varies by manufacturer. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required.
2: The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry.
3: If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at Fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. So uh the I I, I can see what,
0: what Sachs's point is here. I don't entirely agree with it. Now he did come out and say later. That he wanted to to clarify, he thought that if if you were to create a startup, you should aim for the fringe of what is already out there mm-hmm. because the big companies he he likened those to redwood trees, these huh. enormous that's redwoods, funny. right? Yeah, it does. There might be, especially since he was his company was bought by Microsoft, right? So he that's
1: and, Redmond,
0: yeah, but close enough. Um, he's got these giant uh, uh so these giant redwood trees that are casting lots of shade on the ground. So to plant a startup in the shade, you don't have a lot of chance of having it grow. Mm-hmm. It's not going to get the sunlight it needs. So he says the better thing to do is go to the edge of the forest and plant your startup there. And what he means by that is don't look to provide a a, a service that one of these giant companies already is providing. So, we'll use maps as an example. Let's say that there's a startup where they feel like we've got the killer approach to providing online maps. Okay. Problem is, you've already got companies that are doing that. You've got Apple and you've got Google both doing it in the mobile space and on desktops. So, what, and and there are others as well. Those aren't the only two. It's just those are two I just grabbed right off the top. So, the barrier you have is huge. True. But, if, but if you come up with a service that none of these companies is, are doing yet, you know, they're, they're, none of them have figured out how to do, or they've, none of them have even thought of doing this particular thing, mm-hmm. and you start a company, then you have a much greater chance of success. Um, and I think a lot of the people who are initially criticized Sachs's point, which again, you know, was probably the first thing he had thought of, he hadn't ma- necessarily really debated it heavily by the time he posted it on Facebook, um, I think they would agree with that. I think Andreessen would agree with that because Andreessen's point is that, yeah, uh, for uh, for a large company to go up against a small company, uh, it needs to not just be big but competent. and that's a that's a big point because these like I said, these big companies might be able to do certain things really well, but when it comes to adopting something new, that's hard for a big company
1: to do. And they may not be as agile. Exactly. And making changes, no pun intended.
0: Well, and, and, and that, that's a natural evolution for most companies, right? When, when, yeah. you're, when you're a startup, you're nimble. You can try lots of things and you are, uh, you're very quick to act on those things and to build your business that way. And you take lots of risks. Once you get established, well, then you're looking at stability you're not necessarily looking to continue taking these crazy risks because you've got a lot more at stake now right so you're looking at how do i sustain what i have and build on it without going crazy and running all over the place like i did when i was when the company was tiny mm-hmm. and so you know they they don't have that luxury that the smaller companies have and so they may have the money and they may have a lot of resources but they might not have the um the the flexibility to do that so mm-hmm. that's a good point as well
1: yeah i was uh, i was heartened to see that that the conversation that they were having was uh civil and productive yes you know uh, unlike some yeah. well, i mean it was primarily the it, two of them they did they did make it public yeah no there were there were lots
0: and but lots the, of comments it yeah, was yeah,
1: it, a, a really good discussion it was not a youtube
0: uh oh no. flame war which was nice
1: no, no. Um, but, you know, I, I was also reading, this is one of the reasons I was interested in, in looking at this, um, was I was reading recently that um, about some of the other areas in the world uh, that um, uh, you might not necessarily think of as being uh, tech stars or sort of coming on, you know, making a name for themselves in the, the tech world, too. Um, apparently, uh, uh, Mexico actually has quite a few tech startups um, that have been launching recently. Um, and there's a lot of American investment. Uh, you know, you'd think of, of the venture capitalists out in Silicon Valley and other places uh, looking for tech startups uh, here. But they also look abroad, and they uh, have been taking notice of a lot of the places in uh, Mexico and also in um, uh, places like Chile, um, where there are uh, venture capital funds, and in some cases, um, uh, like for example, uh, Startup Weekend, um, which is uh, founded or you know gets its money from the Kauffman Foundation, now has uh, uh, 13 chapters in Mexico, and that's second only to the United States. Um, and uh, there are other governments around the world that are are encouraging uh, tech innovation. So it is very possible that um in addition to our own literal silicon valley there will be others like it um in other countries all over the world um and there will be innovations coming um for those markets specifically and things that that you know may become global sensations in their own right mm-hmm. in the years to come and uh, so it's funny because while uh he's looking at you know we're talking about the possibility of um silicon valley here in the united states sort of waning in its ability to generate new products um other places uh that maybe uh, you know are on the edge of the forest in that in that analogy right. you know might be taking
3: off
0: yeah and i i read an article uh on ink uh, inc
1: right uh, the business magazine.
0: Written by Eric Sherman, which was titled An End to Silicon Valley, Not Even Close. And uh, Sherman also was uh, obviously refuting Sachs' points. Yeah. Uh, but there was one thing that he said that I don't think was – I don't think that was Sachs. He's refuting something that I don't think Sachs was establishing. Okay. And his statement was about how uh, the idea about protecting your idea from big companies – And one of the problems is that that a small business might find itself in is running into patent issues. Yeah, where big companies own thousands and thousands of patents, and it may be that some aspect of that small company's uh, business model could infringe upon a patent. And then where do Mm -hmm. they go? Yeah, if they can't license it, then they're out of luck. So, um, uh, but Sherman says that the big companies often buy these smaller companies. Like, how how can you say that these aren't Viable because, like you were saying with with Jaiku, Google bought them, and mm-hmm. you know Google bought the company that designed Android and all that kind of stuff. But I think Sachs's point was that he was talking about a company being successful as its own entity, not as uh, something that gets bought by another company. Yeah. And so uh, that that's one point that Sherman makes that I don't think addresses what Sachs was actually saying. Um, I think you know it's it's. Sachs's idea of success means that you are making it based upon the, the viability of your company and how it can compete in the market, not whether or not you're attractive enough to get bought. Right. But, uh, I think we will definitely sometime in the future have to have an episode about companies that were designed or seemingly designed from the ground up specifically so they would be purchased by another company.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And there have been. Many of those,
0: yeah, or at least that's what it appears to be,
1: you know because sometimes it's
0: hard to tell like sometimes you see a company that gets bought up by another company and you're thinking, was that their plan the whole time uh, and then there's some companies that you would think, well if that was their plan, why haven't they done it yet Twitter yeah yeah. Uh, yeah Twitter's the one I always think about because you know the whole revenue question for Twitter has been a big issue since it launched, yeah, and everyone I think expected someone else to sp- Weep in and buy Twitter, but at this point it might just be too big to be bought. At least not for any for anything less than an astronomical sum of money.
1: I was going to say if if Yahoo's not too big to buy.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. All right, <laughs> We're, we we already talked about Yahoo extensively, so yes, we did. <laughs> we don't need to go back to that that one. All right. Well, I think that's a good discussion. I think yeah. uh, I think I think Chris and I both agree that Silicon Valley, at least as far as the idea of the startup tech industry mm-hmm. version of Silicon Valley, is not dead. It's definitely more challenging. Interesting. To, yeah, it's more challenging to get a company off the ground and make it successful and and keep it going without uh, uh, too much interference from the big companies. It's definitely harder. But it's not impossible. Yeah. And it all depends on your idea and the execution of it and and that, you know, the fact that you have good business sense as well as a good, you know, just a good product. Uh, It's a tough combo to get. Not everyone can manage it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's still attainable. So, guys, if you have any topic suggestions for things that we should talk about on this show, you should email us. Our address is discovery.com or drop us a line on Facebook or Twitter. Our handle at both of those locations is techstuffhsw. And Chris and I will talk to you again really soon.
1: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com.
3: perfect home sweet home.
2: Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweetin from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos.